Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. You are watching a master at work. Welcome to NFL Trend Zone. I am your host, Dustin Baker. I'm here with Wes Johnson, Jason Bolin, and Sally from Minneapolis is going to join us tonight after about a month-long hiatus. She's back just in time for the season. As it starts, we're going to jump into yearly predictions for individual awards and preview a lot of the week one stuff and talk about some of the transactions around the league uh, because the NFL is back. It starts tomorrow night. Uh, First, we're going to talk about Balance 7. I don't know if you heard about uh, Lamar Odom, who used to play in the NBA, but he may be returning to professional basketball in Spain soon. Apparently, he's going to try out for Paul Gasol's team. He's been picking, taking a new product he owes credit to, Balance 7. Balance 7 is a pH-balancing alkaline substance, <clears throat> supplemental drink. It's like vitamins or supplements in liquid form, just one ounce a day, three times a day, and in a week, you'll see the effects. You can see how Balance 7 has helped Lamar Odom. And right now, if you go to balance7.com and use the promo code BLEAV, believe, you'll get $10 off their 32-ounce bottle. The bottle lasts 11 days, which is the perfect amount of time to see if the pH balancing drink is going to work for you. Again, that's balance7.com and use the code BLEAV. If it worked for Lamar Odom, it can work for you. And also, uh, betonline.ag, that's our old faithful sponsor. It's that time of year again, and all eyes are on NFL football. Teams are back on the field tomorrow night. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for pro and college action. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests. There is a half a million dollar NFL mega contest that you should check out. And there's also a $200,000 survivor contest that's open now at BetOnline.ag. Head to their website, BetOnline.ag, and use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 100% off welcome bonus. Take advantage of their opening day super promo. Uh, Make a bet on Thursday, September 9th between the Buccaneers and Cowboys. And if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25. It's for new customers, and it's used for signing up with the promo code NFL100, NFL100. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. This is the first time in the history of our show that we've had live games right on the docket. So Wes and I are the original alumnus of this, and we're pretty excited about this because there's games tomorrow night. And the first one is the Dallas Cowboys traveling to the Super Bowl champion, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Most folks think that the Bucs will take care of business, maybe not necessarily in a walkover, but they on paper are clearly the superior team. One time I was on a show with Vikings nose tackle, Henry Thomas, and he told me paper don't play. And because he's Henry Thomas, who should be in the Hall of Fame, I'll never forget that. I use it when I write. Uh, so let's hear it, Wes, from you. Will this be just a stomp fest by the Bucks, or will this be competitive? Should be. That's it. Should be a stomp that's, fest. That's the soundbite. <laughs> <laughs> that's the soundbite. Um, no. So the the Tampa Bay Bucks they return all twenty two starters. Um, Dallas they spent eight of eleven of their draft picks on defense. Uh, they have Dak Prescott, who did not see any preseason action. Um, I don't really know if he got much action in camp with the shoulder injury. Um, Should have been watching you, Hard Knocks, like I told you. I watched <laughs> a little bit of it, but it was boring. Very boring. <laughs> it was so boring. <laughs> so it was I, boring, I huh? Uh-huh. Absolutely. There was n- no didn't drama. They, did they, didn't they like pick the Cowboys so it wouldn't be boring? Yeah, Don't that's they, what I was, I was think, just thinking the same yeah. thing. Isn't yeah. America's team supposed to be a little spicy? <laughs> yeah. The yeah. the highlight was probably Jerry Jones putting I, I don't even remember what he put on his McDonald's. Just that, was, that was the highlight. Of course. He was it pouring was. salt on the on the quarter pounder or something. There you like go. That. that was the highlight, really. Was. That was the highlight. So oh, didn't my. that when that show started or was it when it was in its infancy, didn't they go through it like the season? No, it was always leading up to the season. Because I thought Jeff Fisher was fired like on that show, or maybe it was like <laughs> like live. Oh, <laughs> Amazon did one. Oh, I thought I thought Jeff Fisher got fired like five times. That I'm year. gonna look. I'm gonna look it up because you <laughs> are right about that. Unless <laughs> Jeff Fisher was it not Hard Knocks? Amazon does a similar type of one oh. where they follow a team through the season. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. No, because Amazon didn't have their own programming back then. Mm. I mean. I'm looking it up right now. Oh, well, it started in like what, what 20, 
I twelve. Just look up eight and eight gets fired. (laughs) I thought it was twenty (laughs) fourteen or so, and I remember like the there's certainly footage of it. I can guarantee that. Oh, I like handing in his playbook, and I thought because I've never watched Hard Knocks, probably because the Vikings haven't been on it. Uh, I thought that they chronicled the team for the whole season. So when I saw the hubbub that they had their season finale, it was like season finale of what season even started. <laughs> what, what was the first team? Was it the Raiders or the Browns? What team was it? That was the first one on that. Let's find out. Oh, the Ravens were the first one. Okay. Okay. You guys were so right. I feel like that was so long ago, but it was 2016 season and oh. uh, Fisher was fired uh, week <laughs> 14. And that wasn't hard knocks. That was a spinoff. Still getting the dirty details. <laughs> Jeff highly, Fisher. Uh, highly relevant to Cowboys. <laughs> yeah, this is highly, this is really important. But yeah, I, I think Dallas is going to take uh, at least a game to kind of suss out, you know, and knock off the rust for a, a few of these players and get the defense in line. Um, with Tampa returning all starters, I just think that they're going to be more in sync and ready to roll. Uh, it'll probably take two quarters before Dallas really starts to to play up to their potential. Jason, yeah, what, do you, what do you got? Yeah, I mean, you you got to. Uh, I think it's going to take way more than just one game for the Cowboys to. I mean, to to kick it up, but you know, you got to remember Tom Brady has a tendency to start pretty slow too, even when he was with you know. New England, no matter how well-oiled the machine was. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, returning all 22, I mean, it's just, it's crazy to think about. Um, I'd say, I'd say Tampa by at least, at least 10. I want to say 14, but. They are favored by eight and a half. So there you go. I, I don't think it will be a rollover by the Bucks, And I think it's probably along the lines of my continued enthusiasm on the Cowboys. So last year when Prescott got hurt, Dalton came in and their problem was defense. It was horrible. And they have to an extent tried to remedy that. So I think that their defense just needs to get to the middle of the pack to support an offense that I believe will be top six or seven. They really? Six, they fit their offense. Yeah. I mean, it's Zeke still Even- has one prime year left at least. And uh, Prescott is phenomenal. And then the receiving core is to die for. Usually the offensive line there, if it's not hurt or COVID riddled, uh, does just fine. So Got a pretty, I think, good call, a pretty good dude calling the shots there on the offensive side of the ball down there, too, with Kellen Moore, right? Yeah. Yep, oh, I thought you were going to say McCarthy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, let's hope he's not doing it. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. So I, uh, I think not necessarily a statement game, but I think that they'll look more impressive than we think. I think there'll be a mini Super Bowl hangover. I still think the Bucks will win, but I think it'll be absolutely fun and something in the neighborhood of 30 to 27 Buccaneers. And you are absolutely correct, Jason, about the, the Brady Patriots infamously starting slow. And then you say, is this the year that they're done? We did that yeah. for how many, <laughs> how many years? Only won about four Super Bowls since uh, that, that talk started. That conversation. <laughs> Sally, I know you've been a little bit out of the loop this week, but do you have any prognostication? You might not be able to stay the whole show, but what about Bucks and Cowboys? You know I'm going to stay the whole show. I'm already here. <laughs> um, well, I just I was surprised that you said that because I feel like all of the rumors out of uh, Cowboys camp is that Dak is in trouble with his shoulder. Um, you don't believe that? No, I uh, well, I think Dak is a has potential to be a dude we're talking about 10 years from now with a Super Bowl ring or two. So Get, I hope believe recorded that. Nah, that's fine well. with me. And just like, just like the Steelers aren't going to suck. They can record both of them. Uh, <laughs> oh God. What, here we go. What are, what are the rumors down there about is, I mean, is it, is it said to be worse than what they're leading it to be? Or is that still going on? Or I think they've just been mysterious about it. And so I don't know. People are speculating. I think he's a full go at this point. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. Yeah, it, but I'm saying is he gonna be is he gonna be as good as normal is what I'm asking. Right. He'll be he's a great dude. And it, when he's basically on the field and stay healthy, but I mean when he can play, he's so good. And he's underrated in that sense. And I'm so glad he got paid. 
Yeah, I just I think I, they're not going to win the Super Bowl, but I think they'll win the East, and we have documented <laughs> disagreement about that. Well, that's not saying much. <laughs> well, certainly the most well deserved <laughs> quarterback out of that class. Yeah, for sure. Yep, and that's kind of how you hope that your franchise model that they just find a quarterback and fourth round, and yeah, boom, was. He, he starts right away and you lock him up after his rookie deal. So I think yeah. he slipped that far just because of what a DUI. Ooh, I don't even remember that. Maybe. I think it was a, like a, a DUI late that season or something like that. But yeah, he mm. he should have probably gone a little higher. And are you guys lower on them because of the defense, or is it just that you think the Prescott's not all there? I, I'm just lower on them for this game. Okay. Um, I, I I just think they're going to need a little bit more time to gel, um, and. In doing so, you know, I, I think the Bucks will have enough going on to where they can control this game from start to finish. And they'll be without Zach Martin, who certifiably has the virus. And is he the only one we know that won't play right now, for sure? Yes. Okay. And I wrote uh, something about how this pertains to the Vikings, but it really pertains to all teams, that if this happened before week one, that – it's not going to be a non-factor this season, and it's going to affect teams that are under-vaccinated, I believe, more so based on how the protocols work. So if, you're, if your team is in the bottom 10 or so, uh, the dudes that are in cl- pro- close proximity uh, will have to quarantine for five days. So I think that this is a cautionary tale for teams that we're not out of the woods with this from a football standpoint, and it's already happened week one. So it just... It's going to be tricky. I don't know if there'll be any forfeitures. I think, Wes, did you say one game would be forfeited? Or was that a different set of predictions that I read? Um, yeah, uh, that could be the case if um, a team can't be fielded. Yeah, they don't give them the Broncos treatment anymore where they just figure it out. <laughs> right. <laughs> Speaking of the Broncos, Jason, have you have you come to peace yet with Bridgewater as your starter? Usually you take a week or so to rally those around those things. I have, I have. I mean, I, you know, I mean, it is what it is. We'll, we'll wait and see how that goes. Watching his highlights from last year, even though they weren't, you know, blow you out of the water, impressive. I mean, they were still okay. I mean, I can picture those those balls going to our set of playmakers, and which is why I took uh, Judy ahead of Sutton in my fantasy draft today. He's got yeah, a pretty good chemistry with Judy. That's pretty bold. Wes, you can appreciate this, or maybe you'll scold me for this. In almost every draft that I was in, I'd say about 70% of them, when I got to a certain point, it was probably around seven, eight, or nine, I can't remember now, but Galladay and Sutton were staring me in the face. And in most <laughs> leagues, I either got both or I got one of them. And I probably leaned too heavy on reputation or name recognition, but I got enticed by the what if, if they come back to what they were two years ago. And bada bing, I've got it all set up. So they won't start for me out of the gate, but uh, I got trapped in almost every draft. I saw it and then I got in, you know, back on my bullshit that I'm going to get, I'm going to get these two. <laughs> yep. Was that foolhardy? Uh, Sutton, I, I like uh, Galladay. I, I mean, to be injured all training camp and mm-hmm. injured pretty much all of last year, it's, it's not spelling, you know. So then why would they pay him? You know, on the on the potential on okay. his previous performance, Sands last year. Um, you know, they're trying to surround Daniel Daniel Jones with enough weapons, and you know, Galladay's a big body wide receiver and can you know catch pretty much anything thrown his way. But he's got to stay on the field, and not having that uh, time to really gel with with him is going to hurt. But when he is a go, which the, re- I, the reason I picked him and, you know, the reason the stock was so low is that I don't expect him to be a part of my fantasy life until about week five or six when he's hitting a stride. But he is terrific when he's a full go. I mean, mm. he can jump and Stafford got the ball to him, even on a irrelevant franchise and giants aren't crazy relevant over the past five, six years. But I just think that if, if Daniel Jones takes a moderate year three leap, that Galladay is going to profit from it. So, yeah, well, you know, uh, Wes, what you were saying about 
or what you guys have been saying about Galladay. I mean, Sutton too, right? I mean, he was out all year. He had, and year before he was banged up a little bit too. So you got to kind of yeah. hope the same for him. Kelly, you got uh, snake bitten by auto draft woes in fantasy. Did you get into another fantasy league and make it right? I did. I had a draft last night that was much better. And you were there. I was there. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Um, that is going to be one of my biggest regrets for a long time. <laughs> was that missing the, that draft? The because Sunday night also, massacre? yes. It, not only did I get my report card and I had a D minus, <laughs> which I've never gotten a D on any assignment in my life, let alone a D minus. <laughs> um, it's it, it's pretty bad. Uh, and then the whole reason that I missed trying to be an, a great person has really blown up in my face this week as well. So. Um, it all around was not worth it. Oh, okay. So, can you can you tell us a little bit about the team that you actually personally drafted? Oh, uh, well, yeah. Hold on, you're putting yeah. me on the spot here. <laughs> yeah, let's um, hear it. Maybe you already screenshotted it's Wes. Kyler I Murray, did. I think. <laughs> I do have Kyler. He's like, well, I've got it tattooed on my forearm. I <laughs> yeah, I do have Kyler. Uh, who else? So I had the sixth pick, which really kind of sucked because I thought for like three weeks I had the second. So that's what I did all my preparation for. But then they decided to randomize it with like Mm -hmm. 15 minutes. And I'm, oh, okay. Oh, really? That's dirty cool. No, it wasn't cool at all. Um, Let's see. Who do I have here? Wait, that's the You must have got Dalvin. No. You think he would go to sixth? Oh, wait, no, two. I'm sorry. Yeah, okay. Oh, that's, yeah. I still don't think I would have drafted him, though, because I don't know. I just, I always jinx myself when I draft Vikings So you got Zeke or Devontae? No, I, (laughs) I do have a trade offer out there for Chubb. We'll see. Um, let me, I have Aaron Jones. That was your sixth pick. No, that wasn't who uh, I picked Taylor and I'm really wasn't happy about it. Okay. But I, that's, that's pretty safe. I mean, it's okay, but, um, everyone else had really already went. Uh, what you got to do when you play in as many leagues as me is you take the good ones and you send them to West for approval. And then the ones that you're a little shaky about, you keep them in in house until, <laughs> until they have a winning record. Then you show West how well you did. Sally, yeah. which was the one that I said that I wasn't the highest on? Uh, it was um, Samuel. Yeah. Curtis Samuel, who Curtis Samuel, left practice today with a groin injury. So. He's on the bench. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm just saying. <laughs> well, Wes, you never critiqued mine. I had to get Daniel Carlson as my kicker, though. Carlson. Oh, season. Yeah. So you don't believe in jinxes for four or former players, <laughs> sir. He was on the team for two weeks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, a summer. But yeah. No, I don't know. I mean, a kicker is a kicker. I, Jason, I mean, not a fan of uh, Josh Jacobs. Yeah, nah, me neither. But I took him. <laughs> but the problem is when th- there's a big problem when you send Wes stuff, it's because he's going to tell you something and it's going to be right. So therefore, when he says, I'm not a big fan of Josh Jacobs, in about two months, you're going to be like, God damn it. He, Wes was right. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Well, and, I'll, figure, and, I'll figure it out later. Yeah. And if he didn't know what he was, <laughs> if he didn't know what he was talking about, then I then I you know do some banter. But he knows what he's talking about. And so if I send him something, he's like, oof, I'm like, oh, God, now I got to fix that. Oh, well, I only intend to start him against the Broncos. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I guess I have to cut Curtis Samuel right now, then, <laughs> by that logic. Yeah, no, I, no. I might have to get off of here now. Here's a, here's a funny story, Wes. So in my final draft of this cycle, I, it was a work one that I put together with a week to go. And twelve, I got ended up getting 12 people who paid at my job in full PPR. And we were doing the draft and you know, the point in the draft where you're like, okay, this team's looking pretty good. And like, you're feeling confident. you got your starting lineup. You got some fortifications on your bench. I was looking at this lineup and I was like, why does this feel so rotten? And it dawned on me that there's 12 teams and God, does that make a difference? Just those yeah. two extra teams, because in every other 10 team draft that I had, you get it to a spot where you're like, Oh boy, this is going to be the team that wins it all. And with this 12 team, it kept nagging at me. Like, what did I do wrong? <laughs> <You know? laughs> and then it hit me. I was like, oh, God, there's an extra spot in it. So, yeah. Um, All right. Tell us around the league. I don't know if the folks are bored by our fantasy banter. Uh, tough cookies. Let's see. Uh, tell <laughs> us the, there's a couple notable transactions, and they involve the Raiders and the Niners. Let's, let's hear the skinny on them. 
Yeah, uh, we have KJ Wright. He signed with the Raiders. Um, he was probably the top linebacker option on on the board. Uh, Josh Norman, he signed with the 49ers. Uh, gives them some defensive back depth. Uh, Bradley Roby, he was traded to New Orleans uh, today or this morning. It's an ex-Bronco, isn't it? Yeah. Yep. Yes, and he is suspended for the first game of the season. Um, I know we talked previously on Dwayne Brown, the tackle from Seattle. He got a rework deal that gives him more upfront money. He's happy. Uh, Brian O'Neill, he signed a contract making him the second highest paid right tackle uh, today. Um, TJ Watt, uh, here's your Steelers banter. Uh, He wants a new deal and a holdout is possible. Um, the Steelers also have a strict team rule that they do not uh, discuss new deals once the season starts. So that sounds if, familiar. Yeah, if nothing <laughs> happens in the next two or three days, it could get ugly. Uh, and last piece is uh, Austin Eckler. He left or he missed practice today with a hamstring issue, and that has ginormous fantasy implications for you, Week Oneers. Yes. Most drafts, he was right about that ninth or tenth spot in PPR. Anyhow, mm-hmm. on uh, what was I going to say? So O'Neill with now was it Ramcheck, and there was one other dude. We have now established that right tackles are getting damn close to getting left tackle money, and it might be a little skewed because they're getting left tackle money what left tackles got about two or three years ago. So there's, there's kind of like passer rating when you look back and say like Dan Marino was only eighty seven point nine his career and that's what Trent Dilfer like eras change and so do financial cap um you know sheer figures so they're catching up and I don't know if left tackles will now get 29 million dollars per year as a response but I talked to Brian McKinney about this along with Sally about a half hour ago and you know he pivoted to left tackle and he's going to be biased because you know lifelong (laughs) left tackle says that they're more important because they protect right-hand quarterbacks and indeed that is correct but when you think about it, right tackles do the exact same thing, you know, fundamentally, except for they're usually going against a lesser ferocious pass rusher. So mm-hmm. it, it seems that that gap is widening, but Wes, do you think it's relative because left tackles will continue to get paid more and more, or do you think they'll truly become equals at some point? Um, going to interrupt for just a second to talk about one more of our sponsors, which is playactionpools.com. Uh, it's exciting news. Our podcast is partnering up with playactionpools.com this season to bring some interactive fun to the sport that we love most. You'll be able to get on all the action at playactionpools.com and a football pick'em challenge, which is open to everybody. Here's how it works. You sign up for the contest, believe football pick'em at playactionpools.com and then get your picks in each week. Uh, They're going to select 10 of the highest profile games per week for you to make your picks. Whoever gets the most picks correct each week will win a pair of electric sunglasses and a pair of DC shoes. Again, go to playactionpools.com and sign up for the contest B-L-E-A-V, football pick'em, believe football pick'em. And if you plan on hosting your own football contest, go to playactionpools.com today. They've got survivors, pick'ems, and all kinds of sportsbook-style concepts so you can build your own bankroll. Playactionpools.com, your new home for all of your office sports pools. Probably a little bit of both, which I know is not really an answer here, but I I think teams are realizing that the importance of offensive line play is critical to um, making a Super Bowl. Uh, I, I looked at the stats. I think it was for uh, one of the Believe in Viking shows. and. I think going back 10 years, no Super Bowl team had an offensive line that ranked worse than like 15th. So middle of the road. Um, so it, it is important. I, I joked today that, you know, Minnesota had to pay O'Neill um, all this money because they need to protect Kirk's. Uh, both of Kirk's blind spots, so or blind sides. <laughs> yeah. uh, you guys gotta break down this uh, deal for me because I'm unaware. Okay, I live uh, under a rock now. Brian O'Neill got five years, ninety-two and a half million. That's the deal you're talking about, right? Yeah. 
I predicted I shouldn't have even typed the bastard. Five years? Yeah, I said five years, 75 million, because I thought it would be in the vein of Kendricks and Hunter, where it would be somewhat team friendly. That would still be a lot of money for a right tackle. But I was wrong. They gave him 92.5 million and mm-hmm. 50 something was guaranteed. It's sort of front loaded so that, you know, if you choose to bitch next year, not you personally, but you listening. <laughs> If you, choose Me, to, if you choose to do that <laughs> next year, this would be the time to do it about Brian O'Neill because he'll get, be paid handsomely for the first couple years of this deal. And what is he, 26, Wes? Yes. Yes. And so we're, we're paying for the prime version. And, you know, offensive linemen are usually primes extended if they're any good into their 30s. And you had to do this. I know it's expensive. and I know that's the era. But if you are a team that is habitually in the bottom of the league for pass protection, and then you don't want to pay the good one good guy you drafted, then you're going to just be even worse. So I know it was a lot of money, but uh, Brian O'Neill deserves it. A, because like I said about Prescott, he's a wonderful dude and he's a damn good right tackle. Yep. And it ain't our money. <laughs> <laughs> right. Un- un- unlike uh, Juwan James. <laughs> oh, oh, speech, speech, speech. <laughs> no, no, no. Is he, he's finally gone, right? Uh, yeah, he's ousted. Yeah. Oh, wait, no. They, I, yeah, he was I think he's trying with... to, I think he's trying to sue, sue the Broncos, though. Yeah, because he got hurt off the clock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then he uh, didn't think it was fair that they didn't have to pay him anymore. And, you know, I mean, he did, he did play those two games for us. So that was nice. That was nice of him. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't gonna. Oh, I, I, How many years on, on those two games? Oh yeah, well we had a nice big contract in place for him, and uh, you know the much like that contract you just described, it was all you know in the front part of the deal, and uh, yeah, we got two and a half games, so fifty six snaps. He, like, God, that was awesome. Was- I love how he has that memorized. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, how could you, you were, not? Wes, you were talking about your research on offensive line efficacy and how it correlates to Super Bowls. Um, mm-hmm. I want to let the folks listening, whether they're Vikings fans, Broncos fans, Browns fans, like the woman in the corner here, uh, that <laughs> you right now or week one or week eight, you, you can do a very simple task. You can start to look around the landscape of the NFL. You can look at which teams do not turn the ball over and which teams are good in the trenches. And you will find the teams that are going to go deep in the playoffs. It's mathematics. There, there are, there are not exceptions to it. Now there might be like Wes, you found one offensive line that was towards the middle of the league. That's fine. But if they're shitty offensive line, shitty with turnovers, and then they don't get pressure on opposing quarterbacks, they're going to have a losing record, plain and simple. Yeah. Sally, you were going to interject. It looked like that I pissed you off or something. Oh, I couldn't agree more. <laughs> oh, okay. I don't have anything to add there. Okay, but Put yeah, no tombstone. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> it, it's it's frustrating because you know if you happen to like a team that doesn't emphasize offensive line prowess, then you're like, why is the guy who lives in Harrisburg, South Dakota, able to figure this out, <laughs> but they can't? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Um, it's, yeah. Jason, give us some some Bronco stuff from the past week. You said, well, you know, Bradley uh, Bradley Chubb got detained. Obviously, you guys <laughs> saw that. Ooh, I did it. Yeah, so he he decided he didn't want to go to court um, for an incident that happened this last summer. Apparently, he was driving without a registration. Not only driving without a registration, We've all been there. but it, but oh yeah, oh yeah, that's a, that's almost used to be standard. I didn't even know you had to register cars, to be honest with you, at, at, you know, back in the day. But yeah, no, so 60 days without doing it. He just, he probably had the same mindset I had. <laughs> and like, you, didn't have, wait, you didn't have people. So he was supposed to show in person for that charge? He was supposed to, well, and then there was some other uh, charge along with it. Um, and then, yeah, he was supposed to show up to Arapahoe County Court to at least prove that he, Finally got his car registered, and so we just didn't do it. Uh, so well, uh, where could he find the time? Yeah, I guess, I guess. So you know, other than that, um, it's pretty, it's pretty, been pretty quiet, really. My so did they he, let him out, or he's still there? Yeah, well, yeah, he posted bond, so he'll have to go back to court again for his failure to appear. But that, um, and he's actually he's questionable for this week, but not because of the detainment. It was because of uh, an injury. <laughs> Nothing so. to do with his judgment. <laughs> no, no. So okay. the uh, my funny story about this, um, 
so I, we've said before pretty vocally that everybody but Sally on the show is an alcoholic or, or is a recovered alcoholic. That you I went to, to AA for 18 months. Okay. Oh, you did? Okay. So you know some of our <laughs> lingo. I just step five. <laughs> now you're armed and armed and ready. Um, <laughs> well, three of the four are real. I just failed. And we have a certain mentality while we're actively drinking. When Jason was talking about registration, like it's like, yeah, that's not a priority. And so my little story <laughs> on that is most of my life was spent in Minnesota. And if I have uh, my way and good luck, I'll be back there uh, eventually. Um, but every year when I was, you know, actively drinking, just irresponsible, ambitionless, just existing to be drunk, uh, you know, you had to get your tabs renewed and that was the law of the land. And it pissed me off because I didn't have a lot of money and it was always a hundred bucks and it was a hundred bucks that I didn't want to spend. So in Minnesota, I figured out that you just go, you don't renew them. And then you get finally ticketed for it and you go to the courthouse and after the factory you purchased them, you say, I got them now. And then they waived the fine. So I yep. just waited it to be like a messaging service that said, oh, I finally got popped. And just, I actually just, saved money by doing it. I yeah, mean, just, just waited until they forced you to do yeah, it. So yeah. then, okay, if you do by that method, all right, say your tabs expire in December and you don't I get popped until... <laughs> Okay, but then when you pay for it, do they give you the full twelve months, or do they make you? Do they make no, that there was cover? No back pay. I would have bitched about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, like, it was, you just pay, pay, moving forward. <laughs> like I forgot about mine for two or three months or something, and then I went to renew, and they only gave me like eight months worth. Like it still oh, expired yeah. on the original month. Oh yeah, you mm. you get that that that's the drawback, but still, in the long run, if you're mm. twisted. You're saving money. So if you get well, see, yeah, you tried to do the right thing after a couple of months. You just need to not do the right thing. <laughs> then you'll, then you'll, you'll, so get, yeah, the, I you'll would, get the get. I, I can't be getting up. pulled over for something else, and that's the excuse. <laughs> so my longest success story was two years, and I went to on White Bear Avenue, the courthouse, right, right by Maplewood. I showed up. Story. Yeah, I showed up and I showed it to them, and you know they they tried to give me a hard time about it being fine for two years, and I was like, I can't help it if people steal my tabs. <laughs> <laughs> they were just lying through my teeth and they're like somebody stole your tabs like, yeah there's some rapscallion i live in a rough part of town and it worked and you know <laughs> that was the way that i conducted business as a 20 tell the tell the story about when you just left your expedition out oh the yeah so i had a, a nice vehicle that was a hand-me-down from my parents and uh, it was a Ford Expedition in 1997, and I, I drove that thing for a very long time, put very little effort into maintenance or anything of the ser- sort because that costed money, and you know that should just be provided to me by some service. And so it's totally irresponsible. And you know I'd get it oil changed every now and then when I felt like it and had a little tax money come back. But uh, it got to a point. So first of all, somebody had broken into it, which I was very resentful about. And I just had this plastic tarp on the side. And, I, that, and then the winter, that was fun. And uh, I was so upset about the fact that that had and I, never did I go attempt to go have it fixed. I just and uh, I was driving on 94 to I worked at Sears in downtown St. Paul and it just killed at me on the interstate. And I was so bitter that I just left the damn thing there. That's not my problem anymore. I just took the bus. And then what? <laughs> just oh, left it. Never went back. Yeah, the police bumped me. Uh, I called 911 because I was right in the middle of the interstate. And the police <laughs> pushed me all the way to the Sears parking lot, which was like a mile. And then I just left it there. I never <laughs> I never did anything with it ever again. <laughs> Whatever happened well, to it, nobody knows. I don't know. It wasn't my problem anymore. <laughs> How did you get it transferred out of your name? I didn't. I never know what happened to it. It's still in your name? <laughs> Who knows? Maybe. <laughs> This Somebody, is like 2010. Hey, that, that's a that's a problem for whoever wanted to get it registered. <laughs> yeah, and, and the, the hilarious part is it probably could have been something like a spark plug and somebody fixed it and it just had a really sweet vehicle. But I didn't want a monkey with it. And I damn sure didn't have a bunch of money to monkey with it. Somebody could be committing crimes in it right now. Well, this was and 2010. there's going to be an Ambler alert. Well, you think the car is in existence anymore? Well, that would it would be a very old vehicle. Unless they just scrapped it. Don't, don't, don't forget about the tarp on the side of it either. <laughs> I, I, this is crazy. That's your limitations. And... So no, I, I, I didn't want anything to do with it. And I learned the bus system like the back of my hand. And it was a very novel idea because I could be drunk on the bus and I couldn't be drunk while driving. So I just lick it up and just cruise around town on the bus. And he <laughs> walk up to the bus stop, get on the bus and ride past it. Say, I wonder whose vehicle that is. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I, that actually, it sat in the Sears parking lot for a week, and I'd always think, poor sap, whoever has to deal with that thing, you know? <laughs> it was only there a week? Yeah, it was there for a week, and then one day it wasn't. And then I was real super curious about, like, what happened to it? And then it wasn't my problem anymore. <laughs> this needs to be the subject of a true crime podcast episode or series. Where is the expedition? Well, I'm sure some dude who was handy with cars fixed it up and then just drove it for another five years. Just left it underneath the bridge on 94 yeah, it, like i know walked it's, every time i drive past it i tell my wife this is where the expedition killed so. <laughs> if you told me that i could never have a drink again or i had to learn how to ride the bus for one week i would give up alcohol forever that's how bad the bus is if you're drunk it doesn't matter i guess no 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 you just you know and i i, I convinced myself that it was you know God works in mysterious ways. I could just be drunk on the bus now. This was perfect. Yeah. So I, I rode you're, the doing bus. It, you're doing it the safe way now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I rode the bus for two years. Yep. That, that was, wow. that's, that's drunk Dustin in a nutshell, but I digress. We have to get to, what do we have? Some predictions. Sorry, Wes. You, you should uh, I'm sure you got a lot of horror stories like this with your coke. I, I, I do. That. I do. What are some of your week one matchups to look forward to? There's a lot of them. Uh, some of mine. Oh well, uh, yeah, why not? I am in, very interested in the uh, Arizona Cardinals at Tennessee Titans. Uh, it's yeah. a matchup of two playoff-worthy opponents. Um, this should be a high-scoring affair. If you are a better, I would take the over. Um, it features uh, the Cardinals, who were the first who ranked first and the Titans who ranked third in uh, offensive pace last year. So this should hopefully be a shootout. Jason, outside of the Broncos, do you have the week one schedule in front of you, a game that you got circled? Well, I'm, I mean, I'm excited to watch tomorrow nights. I think yeah. that's got, you know, uh, I think that's going to put up some points. It's going to be a good way to start the season. And, um, and you know, normally I wouldn't say I'm excited for any Broncos game, really. <laughs> um, you know, but, especially against the giants, right? The Broncos are favored in this one, but I think, I think it might be a better game than people give it credit for, right? That's not going to get any media attention. Nobody's going to give a crap about that game, but uh, you know, like we're just talked about Galladay and, you know, I mean, I think, I think, uh, I think that'll be a high scoring game. if, If you can believe that. Even Broncos giving a bunch of points. Well, (laughs) <laughs> that's yeah that's she's true. like never that's, mind 41 yeah. 10 Broncos. yeah 41 10, no no i think it'll like, be a we're good not one. allowed to score 41 points no but tomorrow's game for sure and then yeah. the, the game that you talked about wes as well i'm interested to see julio and in, in titan gear yeah the uh not that i will make a point to watch it but i'm curious to see how darno plays against his old team um this is a great time for him to you know, reintroduce himself to the world. So I'm curious to see if he gets back on a track or if he's was just overvalued throughout the draft. But so you guys, Wes and Natalia are on record for not liking Mike Tomlin for some reason. And I want to see the Steelers <laughs> and the bills because I know as a matter of fact that they can scheme for the bills and I want to see it happen. I don't know if they'll win, um, but I want the Steelers to start a quest that proves the both of you wrong. Rebuttals, please. Well, I don't know if that's that's week one's going to start it for you, but well, <laughs> are they going to pay TJ Watt? That's the question. Oh, we're going to get to that when I give my defensive player of the year predictions. <laughs> How about the Browns Chiefs? Yeah, that that it, quite frankly is an AFC ch- no close to an AFC championship rematch. Could very well be, and I think the Browns have a better overall roster than the Chiefs. Obviously, Chiefs got the quarterback to make up for a lot of sins, but I think that's going to be a real good one. Mm-hmm. I don't know. The playoff game Sally? wasn't that great. The playoff game wasn't that great. The chiefs, didn't they shoot themselves in the foot a couple times? That's really the only reason it was competitive from what I recall. And there's some turnovers on maybe special teams to start it out. I might be misremembering. I just know it was the chiefs making mistakes, yeah. not necessarily the Browns playing to their caliber. They were but, coming on the scene. Well, they beat the, the Steelers. A, they beat the, the Steelers convincingly in the yeah. in the wild card round. So, uh, yeah, that game is interesting. I hope that it actually is close. 
Um, I won't get to see probably any of them, to yeah. be honest, except for the night Monday game, yeah. which I am actually excited for the night game. I want to see what Matt Stafford looks like in a um, in a Rams uniform, how how that goes. If he looks like he has it'll obviously be a small sample size, but if he looks like he has a, a different pep in his step, if he's really in a groove, that would be great for him. And then I want to know what the heck is going to go on with the Bears. Yeah, I was going to say, by the way, go ahead and beat the Bears. That'll We'll take that any day. Yeah, so that's probably all I'll actually see other than, you know, Monday when I'm catching up. Both Seahawks, uh, see how Wentz looks. Yeah, that's humongous. It's kind of a broad broad deal that they get Seattle out of the gate, but what can you do? Yeah, yeah. Is that in Seattle? There's a lot of good ones this week. Chargers, Washington. Chargers, Washington should be good. What about upsets, Wes? I know you dabble into a little of the, the, the sports book odds. Do you got any good upsets? Um, I don't I want to hear the don't. words Bengals come out of your mouth. Uh, you guys, so is Deshaun Watson starting? No. Who is starting? Tyrod. 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 Yep. Oh, my gosh. Tyrod. Okay, see? Watson is in this purgatory where the commissioner will not or has not suspended him, so he's a part of the roster. So is he going to suit? I think so. I don't think so. No? Okay. I, I think he's just going to sit. They'll probably not dress him. And I don't even know. They might even be carrying four quarterbacks, including him right now, which is God, what would that feel unheard like? of. <laughs> <laughs> we barely carry one. Right. Yeah. So he, clearly he, he shouldn't, you wouldn't think that, that he would just be on the sidelines in street clothes. Like he, like, you know, an injured player would be, do you? He might be. He actually God, might be. Geez, I, you know how, how much of a distraction that's going to be. Oh, my does God. He, does he get paid his full contract, Wes, or not? Yeah. Uh, I would totally assume suspended. so. Yeah. Oh, God, he's living the life. Yeah. Doesn't even have to get his body banged up. Balling. Yeah. yeah, that whole situation is very peculiar, and I don't see it talked about much. So, uh, No, it's kind of died down because I don't think there can be any jurisprudence until 2022. Is that right? So it's up to the commissioner. The flex. Yeah. Why is that the 2022? Thing? Oh, I think I can't remember if it's the civil or if there's any criminal, whatever would. Oh, justice. bring evidence to light. Yeah. It won't be until 2022. So I think uh, in, in retrospect, surprise, surprise, Wes nailed it, that if he if he exists in this limbo, it's because the NFL is skittish about bringing down the hammer on a top three quarterback. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. I got right. an upset. Because he yep. equals money. What's your upset, sir? It's, well, it's not, you know, I don't know if it's much of one, but I'm going to take the Saints over the Packers. Yep. That one. I, I floated really? that. I floated that to you guys six weeks ago in crickets. Well, nobody's you're stealing your take. <laughs> <Well>. <laughs> crickets again. Uh, well, you know, we, I'm, we I, I, know I can't wait to see Jameis. Yeah. 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 Suddenly. I think the the national opinion on Jameis has given him some benefit of the doubt because you can start to peek back and think maybe you get the good Bucks version of him, which was a top 15 dude before all the interceptions started coming in. And if he indeed had his eye surgery and he gets the tutelage and the commitment from Sean Payton, who is allegedly this offense whisperer, he's got a pretty good setup and a winning culture. This is I, just like Darnold. It's a perfect time for him to reintroduce himself. And I'd sent you an article, Dustin. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was written in early 2020, kind of right after the season before Brady latched on with Tampa. Um, And in the article, they looked at Jameis's closest comparisons um, over the last, you know, I think 20 some years or something. And and the closest comparison for Jameis was Peyton Manning. Uh, and that was, the, and that was adjusted for eras. It wasn't like a peak back. We talked right. about earlier with you know <laughs> Joe Namath's sixty six passer rating, and he, he gets a lot of flack for the the thirty and thirty. Um, and I, I guess historically in Arian system, the quarterback usually uh, has kind of gaudy turnover numbers that first season because yeah. he's really pushing to chuck the ball, chuck the ball, chuck the ball. Um, and so as the quarterback's getting comfortable in the system, he's, you know, creating these turnovers, uh, and then once he gets comfortable, those kind of go away in year two. So we never get to, 
to see that now he's under Sean Payton's tutelage. So, uh, and, I, I and I've that. heard the benefits of, uh, you know, sitting out and watching it from the sideline after starting for, you know, three years, you know, can, can be very beneficial. It seems like he's pretty, um, positive about the whole deal too. So I, I'm excited to see what he does and very much. I, I think the, there's two camps on Winston in terms of public opinion. Uh, whether you think that it's a reclamation situation with Peyton in New Orleans, like storybook, he should be able to thrive here like he did for a little bit in Tampa. So you have that positive or you have the crab leg stealing, W eating, <laughs> uh, interception throwing Jameis Winston that gets memed. Uh, so I, that's there's two camps. Like if you just see. If you pivot to 30 interceptions in one season, then you think it's going to be futile. If you see the light at the end of the tunnel with some new leadership, then you're like, okay, this guy can actually thrive. And that's what Eric Eager tapped into one year ago. Uh, remember how Vikings camp savaged him that last year at this time, we should have traded Cousins straight up for Winston to get rid of Cousins' contract and inherit the good version of Winston. Uh, he was trounced for clickbait during that. Ultimately, that was what he was going at. So if Winston shows out this year, like in, in, you predicted in fantasy as your backup quarterback, Wes, then it will have proved that Eric was correct. Yeah, I was talking to somebody today at work about his situation. And, you know, when when Brady made his decision to go to Tampa, you know, you heard a lot of the national pundits like I, I mean, I heard it on first take all the time. Oh, this is a perfect situation. For Brady, he's got the receivers, he's got this and that, and obviously they added pieces. But the receivers that they had in place there with Godwin and Evans and um, weren't those guys, weren't their numbers kind of, didn't they kind of get to where they were because of Jameis? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Jameis yeah. was a volume thrower. Yeah. And it, it, it wouldn't be surprising at all if he threw 5,000 yards with the saints, the way the NFL yeah. goes now for throwing the ball. So yeah, he, he is to credit for a lot of the production for Evans in particular. And then for a little bit Godwin, uh, because when he's not throwing interceptions, he's a top 15 quarterback. And we, it's just so long ago that we, we choose not to remember that, or at least half the world doesn't want to. Do you, what do, what do you think his ceiling is? Assuming he cleans them interceptions up. Do you think he can crack the top 10? No, not top 10, but <clears throat> He's there in an offensive culture. I don't think that that team is ready for a Super Bowl. It kind of depends on how you feel about Peyton. Uh, but, yeah, no, I think certainly top 12. It re- gets real dicey when you get a top 10 because you, know, you have to subtract dudes to put Winston in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, but, no, I, I, I don't want it to happen because I, I despise the Saints. Uh, but I, th- <laughs> yeah. I, I think that he can certainly throw – kind of have Cousins numbers. 4,000 something yards, 32 touchdowns, hopefully for his sake, 10 to 14 picks. Great season. I would love that in Denver. (laughs) Yeah. You you see those stat lines and you salivate over 25 touchdowns and 15 picks and give me some of that. Yeah. All right. I was, I was envious of Trubisky once. Remember (laughs) (laughs) Wes, you got, uh, you got your scorecard. We'll go through before we hop off air, our predictions for awards. And if Sally, if anything sounds intriguing, you make sure you interject. Don't have to ask me twice. I'm just thinking about crab legs over here. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, should, I should have chose my words more judiciously. <laughs> All right, Wes, let's go down the line. You start with MVP and then identify the award. Tell me the dude. All right. MVP. I have kind of a dark horse. Uh, I'm going to go with Kyler Murray. Oh, um, my guy. Yeah, he's he's currently at uh, plus 2,500 on betting lines. Uh, Mahomes is the favorite at plus 600. Uh, defensive player of the year, going to go Aaron Donald. Uh, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. A uh, couple other guys are somewhat close, but not really. Um, our two players, Bradley Chubb and Daniil Hunter, are at plus 3,300. Uh, offensive rookie of the year. I'm going to go with Zach Wilson uh, over Trevor Lawrence and uh, Mac Jones, um, who are favorite ahead of him. Uh, defensive rookie of the year. I'm going to go with the favorite, Micah Parsons. Uh, comeback player of the year. It's pretty obvious it'll more than likely be Dak Prescott. 
And coach of the year, I am going to go with Kyle Shanahan. Um, the Niners have the easiest record um, in the schedule. league this year. So uh, easiest schedule. Yeah. Um, I, I think they're going to mop it up and probably make a, a run that'll solidify the offensive genius that everybody thinks Kyle Shanahan. Does that suck? You think- he- Sorry. Sorry. I was say, isn't their division pretty challenging? It is, but outside of that, I, surprisingly, so they play uh, us, the NFC North. Um, I don't know who the AFC counterpoint is for them, but probably the um, East, since Seattle's playing the Colts. I would guess. Maybe yeah. That's just a guess. Yeah. Does that does it get on your nerves living there? In San Francisco, when the Niners are good, do you have to hear about it, or do you just cancel it out? Yeah, I just cancel it out. I mean, um, it would get on my also, nerves. Also, a Laker fan, so I, I hear <laughs> all the Warrior hubbub. Oh yeah, um, I, I heard all the Kirk Cousins slander in the off season for when they were talking about you know Kyle Shanahan possibly making a move for him. Um, so I, yeah, tune it out. Um, okay. I've interjected a few times via Twitter to, you know, the radio people and gotten a, uh, a little playful arguments there. So <laughs> Jason hit us with your awards. I think, uh, I think Patrick Mahomes takes MVP. I believe that, um, offensive rookie of the year. I will go Mac Jones. I think he's in a great position to succeed there in new England. They, uh, they stockpiled the cupboards in the off season and he's, you know, got a great coaching staff there. Defensive rookie of the year, Pat Sertan. Ooh, there he is. there's your Denver. I'll pick. throw him in there. I, it, it's going to depend. I know that secondary is stacked, but I think that they'll utilize him enough to, to get in the clout needed. He runs um, fourth uh, betting odds. Parsons is, is a good choice too with yeah. you. Uh, what else do we got? Come back. Uh, obviously Dak, you can't, I mean, well, I mean, it could be, it could be Carson Wentz. Could be Carson Wentz could be. there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I like Dak much, much, much better than Carson Wentz. So I'm going to go Dak. Um, and then what else are we missing? Oh, defensive player of the year. Yeah. Oof. Man, I'd have to think about that. I don't have one off the top of my head. Did you do coach? coach? Coach of the year? Suspense Curren- is killing us. Currently, fa- <laughs> currently favored Brandon Staley of the Chargers, Urban Meyer, um, Arthur Urban Smith Meyer. Of, of the Falcons, <laughs> and Bill Belichick. Uh, those are the the top four um, betting odds for whatever reason. You can you can always play. It would be a safe bet with Belichick, but it will not be Urban Meyer. He won't. <laughs> I don't think they win three games. Uh, yeah. You know, I like I like Mike Zimmer. Oh wow! <laughs> Plus. Uh, I like him. I like him because I think that they're going to have a much, much better season than they did last year. And that's usually sometimes all it takes. We'll take it. All right. Down the line. Here we go. Uh, Delvin Cook is going to help that cause a lot, too. He better. Uh, MVP Patrick Mahomes. I think that he is going to go on a relative string of that because he deserves it. Last year, Rodgers did deserve it by the numbers, um, but Mahomes is going to win this thing several times, and I think he'll get back on track if you want to call it that. This year, Offensive Rookie of the Year, I think that Najee Harris will get a lot of touches within the Steelers' offense, and therefore uh, Najee Harris will win it as a running back. There's a popular misconception that Offensive Rookie of the Year only goes to quarterbacks. That's false. It doesn't. It's gone to Saquon. It's gone to Odell Beckham. Um, it kind of, every two years, Every, every three years, I should say, it goes to a position or a skill player. So I have that as Najee, defensive player of the ro- defensive rookie of the year is Quiddy Pay. I think that he will get plenty of snaps and get sacks in those snaps for the Colts. I've said a hundred times that the Colts draft well. I think they do it again. Bill Belichick will be the coach of the year because it will not surprise me one bit if now that he has his guys back, he has a competent rookie quarterback, they do something like 13 and four. And boom, it's like, wow, he is the mad scientist. And as a makeup call for all those years, he didn't win it because he had Brady. I think uh, Belichick will get a lifetime achievement award 
uh, with the coach of the year. Comeback player is Dak because I believe that he will throw 4,500 yards and 30 something touchdowns. Offensive player of the year, I'll go with McCaffrey. I don't think he'll get hurt, which will please you fantasy owners. And uh, he should also win that award every year when he's cooking. And then I think we'll take a year off of defensive player of the year from Aaron Donald, not because he doesn't deserve it, because I think that the voters will have voter fatigue, just as LeBron James should have at least nine MVPs. Uh, they're going to say, well, we just did we just did this dude in the last couple of years, and they're going to give it to TJ Watt, who will get his contract situation figured out in these waning hours before the season starts. And I think he finished second in sacks last year. And the Steelers are going to cook on defense. My Super Bowl prediction is the Chiefs over the Rams, 34-27. My uncle, who was a diehard Chiefs fan, messaged me, yes, sir, two days ago and asked me kind of this version of the predictions. And I told him that from here on out, the next 12 years, I think the Chiefs won the Super Bowl every other year. I don't think they'll repeat because teams aren't allowed to do that. But Mahomes is that good that every other year, the Chiefs will win the Super Bowl. You got anything to add, Sally? Um, only main differences I have, um, rookie of the year. I think Kyle Pitts is going to be really special. And I know that would be really wild for it to be a tight end, but I can see him making a tremendous impact, um, right away. So he would be a sleeper pick for that. Otherwise I hate to say this. I really don't want to believe this, but I think Justin Fields is going to be very good. And I think he's going to be playing, very early. So that would be a very um, Vikings fan thing to happen. <laughs> so it's probably likely. And of course, coach of the year is going to be Kevin Stefanski. Didn't he win it last year? No. Did he? Yeah, I think he did. I don't think so. I would know that. Oh, I'm pretty darn tooting that he won. Oh my God, God, that's so embarrassing yeah. if I don't know that. Yeah, yeah. Oh I don't know God. that either. I was going to say that that's a good, that's a good <laughs> choice. Where was I? I think, I think you knew it. I blacked it out. Yeah, I think you, you need to get some sleep. Hey, Dustin, with that uh, Super yeah, Bowl prediction of yours, what about, uh, what about McVay, coach of the year? Hmm. How did I uh, fuck that yeah, up? Yeah, I think, no, I'm not going to say that because <laughs> who couldn't coach Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey and their receiving core and Matt Stafford to a playoff. That's true. That's true. So yeah. And he's already won it. And I, I really, I'm dead serious. Now 13, four might be a stretch for the, the Patriots, but that would be a slam dunk um, because the national narrative would be Belichick. Hey, after all, he is a good coach who to thunk it. And um, it seems like, you know how in our show three weeks ago, when I, when West predicted them as a, or wait, we all kind of said that they're a sneaky playoff team. Now the whole world believes that. Like yeah. all of a sudden, everybody's high on the Patriots again. It must be that Mac Jones smoke. Yeah, because nobody was when they were, you know, kind of trotting out and. No, not I think I think it was the commitment to Jones that did it. I think so. I think uh, even Stephen A. Smith, somebody in an ESPN graphic had the five teams that will be there to compete for a Super Bowl. And it didn't have the Bills, but it had Mac Jones's picture on there for the Patriots. And it was like, okay, well, we were just saying that they'd be sneaky playoffs. And here you're saying they're sneaky Super Bowl contenders. Anything else from the group before we get to some real games tomorrow night? No, well, wait, I want to pick, I want to mention something, Dustin, what you mm-hmm. said about Pat Mahomes, because mm-hmm. yeah, he may win a Super Bowl every other year, or every third year, whatever it is. Uh-huh. Is he, ev- is he ever going to eclipse Brady? Well, with my little theory about winning it every other year, he'd get pretty darn close, but, but he didn't beat Brady is the thing. Yeah. yeah especially in Brady. So that will be what people you know, yeah. latch onto is that geriatric Brady beat the young Prince. Yeah. Um, so, and that's a that's if if you perceive quarterback wins as edict, then that's something to latch onto. I think he'll get darn close, but it it takes a lot to win seven Super Bowls, and oh, that, that's that's the only thing we consider anymore on quarterback supremacy is how many rings. It's the Jordanization of football. Indeed. All right. Well, we'll be back in one week with recap of a robust slate of games, and then overreactions to teams that lost hopefully it's not the vikings and we'll preview week two stuff and sally will be back i'm gonna hold her to it because she 
He brings a pizzazz to the show that isn't there when she's absent. So, well, thank you so much for that. I'm dead I'll try serious. to I'll try to sleep one of these <laughs> one of these Tuesday nights. I might sleep. So I'm going to be to blame for this. No, you're not. Yeah, no. I'm to I'm to blame. Nature. <laughs> All right, everybody. Peace. All right. See you guys later. Bye. You are watching a master at work. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.